Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Nathan Britton, Jacob Kamaker, and Matt Valdovinos, Rigos Rag writer. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff happening. We got a lot of interesting stuff to bring to you. Got a tentative Broncos preview. You know, we're going to kind of skip around the edges here. But the big ticket item on the news headlines right now is the running back situation for the Redskins. Uh, Darius Geis, after he got injured. Things have gone down the drain pretty quickly. Uh, Jay Gruden, he said he is confident in Rob Kelly, but that didn't stop him from bringing in Adrian Peterson, former MVP. Uh, a lot of questions up in the air right now. So we've got Matt on. He was really itching to talk about this stuff. Matt, it's been a little bit. How you doing? I'm always doing good. I was glad to come on the podcast and talk a little football. Yeah, man, we're glad to have you. So um, I'll, I'll let you start first because you were the one. You're like, hey, I got some words on this running back situation. What words do you have exactly? It's hard to kind of piece together words for all this. There's a lot of chaotic stuff going on, but what's your take? Would you have done anything differently, and uh, you know, what do you see happening from here on out? Well, I mean, I was vocal about it on Twitter. I, I definitely preferred Orleans Darkwa. Um, just at this state in his career, it obviously would have cost more money. Um, we don't know if, you know, we're, we're what he wanted. I'm sure he'll end up finding a team to join for this, this season. I don't expect, I didn't think we were going to add anyone until I, I realized that Marshall and P Ryan are both out for a little while. And I thought at most we do is add someone to play these two preseason games and see where we're at at the beginning of the year. But I think with the AP signing, you know, you're not going to sign him just to come in and play a preseason game or two, especially when the fourth one doesn't matter. Um, so I fully expect him to be on the roster week one and get a couple carries. I've always been confident in Rob Kelly. That's something I was very vocal about, too. I prefer Rob Kelly over Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Why do you prefer but, him over that? Because, like, I, a lot of people are vocal in the opposite direction. Like, yeah, the way you, like the me. way you, yeah, like Jacob, yeah. But the way people talk about it, it's like Robert Kelly's never played a down or running back in his life. And, you know, I'll admit he has downsides, but... Uh, why do you prefer him over Piran? I'm I'm just curious. So I definitely think in the long haul, Piran will end up being a better running back. But we've we've seen glimpses from both of them, right? Even like just last year, Kelly against the Rams had a phenomenal game. Um, going back, you know, games against like the Eagles or the Packers in past years, he, he had a really really good good game. And I, I never thought that he was going to be you know like a thousand yard feature back. But as far as what we needed. At the time he came in, I thought he produced, and P. Ryan's had his flashes too, right? Those back-to-back 100-yard games. He's shown that, you know, what we saw in college wasn't a fluke, and there's a reason he was a fourth-round pick. I think they do similar things. I think behind the line of scrimmage, uh, Kelly's a better running back. His ability to gain one or two yards is better than P. Ryan's. I think P. Ryan, you know, carry after carry after carry will end up doing more damage. Um, And we've yet to see either of them as a starter for 16 games, and we probably never will, but... As far as right now, overall, I just I, I think Kelly, as of right now, is in a better position to be the starting running back and would succeed um, yeah. better than P. Ryan would. Yeah, it's kind of you know in, in some in some respects it's kind of splitting hairs. I mean, neither of them is a guy you really want uh, you know yeah. starting for long periods of time. Although Jacob, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you talk about this because I know you have worries about this too, and I know you've been ringing the P. Ryan bell for a very long time, so. Uh, what what do you have to say about this? I bet it's going to be entertaining. Well, first of all, I'm starting to lose my mind. Uh, that, that's definitely a big part of this running back room is me slowly but surely losing my sanity. Uh, the, the fact is, I think that P. Ryan is the best running back in the running back room, including Peterson. That's not a knock on Peterson. Peterson is a Hall of Fame 
running back. He's one of the best to ever play the game. But at this point in his career, I'm just not convinced he has anything left in the tank. I mean, we saw him have a couple of huge games again in Arizona last year where he had over 130 carries and two touchdowns in one game, or 130 yards and two touchdowns in one game, and 159 yards in another game. But the fact is, in other games that he played that year, he averaged only 2.5 yards per carry and just, frankly, wasn't very good. Um, He just looked like he was done at times. And, yeah, he didn't have a great offensive line in Arizona, but it's not like Samaj Piran was running behind a great offensive line in Washington because of all the injuries that took place there. Just I like what I've seen out of P. Ryan this preseason. He didn't just have that one carry, by the way, yeah. Matt. He had one carry in that one the game. game. Yeah. Yeah. That That's first I mean, game, yeah. I thought he looked really good in that first game, too. He he was good at finding the hole. He showed more burst and a little bit more movement skills than he previously had. And I, I don't have anything against Rob Kelly, but I just don't think he has very good vision. And he struggles to find the hole at the line of scrimmage, so he just kind of batters ahead for yardage. And that's just not a way to be successful as a starting back because, as we saw last year, he has propensity to get banged up. And I'm just going to make one more quick point before I go on an extended rant, uh, <laughs> just fumbling in general. Uh, P. Ryan has gotten this bad rap as like a Yeah, guy. I don't understand it. Yeah, it, it's the worst narrative ever because P. Ryan averages a fumble every 99.5 touches. Now, that's including – receptions and carries if i may if i may i you know i agree i agree the fumbling does not happen off i think it gets compounded by his drops too now you know again it's not a big issue but that's i think that contributes to the perception but yeah no i understand he's had some drop passes and stuff but like he's not an elite receiving back he doesn't need to be he's better than kelly is at it better than peterson is at catching the ball too peterson throughout his career has had horrible fumbling issues He's had at least, I think, three seasons where he's fumbled seven or more times, and he's averaged a fumble about every 67 touches, including carries and receptions during his career. So it's not like he's an upgrade in terms of ball security, and I think if he ends up fumbling in the preseason, Jay Gruden might decide to trust Rob Kelly to start the year as a starter, and when P. Ryan's healthy, he'll come on and you know show everyone that he's not like very fumble-prone and that he's probably the most talented back on the roster. I just don't get the narrative around, like, not liking P. Ryan uh, to the point that you're willing to write him off the roster. But um, I know none of you guys are making that point, but that's just my two cents on this whole thing is that P. Ryan is probably the best back in that room. Yeah, uh, and that's that's warranted. Nathan, I haven't heard your take yet. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I like the Peterson signing. I'm a big fan of Peterson, so from huh. the fan aspect and getting to see a Hall of Famer in your uniform is always exciting. But, I mean... I don't think anyone here is making that case, but let's be honest, he's not who he was. And if it was if it was up to me, when P. Ryan tells that he's the starter and you you, you feature P. Ryan, Sprinkle, and Adrian Peterson, because like I texted you, Ian, and Jacob earlier, with Peterson at this stage of his career, less is more. You keep him fresh, you're going to get more of those. You're going to get you know any of those vintage Adrian Peterson-type rushes he has left. If you keep going, if you make him your starter and you keep throwing him out there, he's going to get banged up. He's going to eventually just fall back to that 2.5 from last year and he's just not going to be very serviceable it's the people you see on twitter everyone's oh he's gonna be the starter he's you know he's gonna be good he's gonna be fine people who who are writing him off don't know football yeah that's all good and well that he's an athletic freak and still looks like he's 25 and can run like he's 25 but he's not anymore the more hits he takes the weaker his body is going to be those legs that got a lot of miles on him and to the kelly point 
Matt, I agree with you where I think Kelly is in the best position to start, and it's not based off of talent. It's based off of Jay Gruden having a, an obsession with him. I mean, he, he cannot seem to fathom having a roster without Rob Kelly on it, and I don't get it. I've seen enough of Rob Kelly. I know what he is. Until, uh, with Piran out and, you know, Byron Marshall out with injuries, yeah, he's on the roster. But if it was up to me, the second that, you know, I got a, four other healthy running backs, Rob Kelly's the first guy cut. And that's, again, it's nothing personal. It's just we've seen it for, you know, two or three years here. The definition of insanity is to keep doing something over and over and expecting a different result. And I cannot keep watching Rob Kelly run right up, you know, Sean Laval's butt or, or Brandon Sheriff's butt and, and fall backwards for one yard. I, I can't do it anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think we're going to get much out of Andrew Peterson. I've seen a lot of he could be cut before the first week and then, you know, the second. So nothing, that deal doesn't kick in and then sign back the second week at a, a veteran minimum if they really like him in their scheme. But Tom will tell. Jake Gruden said he wants to get him some touches on Friday. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for me, the I Kelly, P. Ryan, and Peterson, obviously now, um, I don't think any of them are ever going to be looked at as, you know, a franchise back. Someone you want to give the ball to 25 times, you know, someone that we all thought we had in, in Darius Geis. Um, you know, a running back like that where you can just be like, all right, um, we understand we have other running backs on the roster, but this dude's going to churn out play after play, and no one else really needs to get the, the touches. Um, and so when you think about it like that way, the way I would envision the offense working is instead of having, you know, Kelly rush for 21 game, P. Ryan rush for 20 in the next game, you know, Peterson getting 20 carries, hopefully not. But instead of that happening, you can see where, like, maybe – you know, Jay Green's always, before we had Darius guys, it was always, you know, we're going to roll with the hot hand. We're going to see who's doing well what game, right? Um, if you look, like, in Kelly's career, week two last year against the Rams, you know, he got 12 rushes, 78 yards. Easy, right? Six and a half um, a carry. If you look at Pirine in the games where he had back-to-back 100-yard games, it's 23, 24, 100, 100, or 117 and then 100 yards. Adrian Peterson obviously had the 134 against the Buccaneers. So you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to go with just the hot hand, but you can have a game where it's, you know, Kelly rushes 12 times, P. Run rushes eight times, Peterson rushes five times. Um, and that's your 25 carries right there, right? That's the carries you would give to a feature back, but if you don't have one of those, you can do it by committee. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen, um, hopefully. And I think that's just the strongest way to go but because they're not, even though they're all pretty similar backs, they're just, you know, kind of power backs at this stage in Peterson's career and P Ryan and Kelly aren't, you know, going to make a bunch of guys miss and take a 60 yards every run. Um, instead you can kind of wear and tear on the defense while keeping your, your own guys fresh. And I think that's kind of the, the best look you're going to get this year. Um, I'm sure P Ryan will probably eventually become the lead back, but I do expect Rob Kelly at least week one to probably have like 15 to 18 carries. Um, and I do expect him to be better than, you know, this, you know, just run up the ass of the offensive lineman. And, you know, in, in a lot of the games, he, he has shown that he can get through the offensive line and he can have his long runs. But I think at the end of the day, we're it's just holding on until next year, right, with the run game. And that's what you're going to do with these three guys. Yeah, for sure. Here's my take on the running back situation. And there's a lot of factors that go into it. Right, we'll start with the Peterson visit. You know, Doug Williams said he looks great. You know, you're going to look great in a workout. If you're an athletic freak, you know, no pads, no contact. Uh, and everyone says, you know, his vision 
you know, it, it all depends on what the Redskins need. What they need right now in the preseason with a couple guys banged up is a guy to fill the gap for two games before roster cuts come in and some running backs come free that can kind of uh, scavenge the cuts at the end of preseason and figure something out. But, you know, they don't need to find that solution right now. And so that's why I was a little hesitant. You know, they signed Davion Smith with Peterson. I'm sure you can find another guy like that, an unproven guy who you can give an opportunity. You know, Peterson, his legal history kind of rubbed me the wrong way too. But, you know, everyone says his vision is great. It's going to vault him ahead of Kelly and P. Ryan. Vision doesn't help when you don't have any cartilage left in your knees. So I, I don't know. I don't know, man. But the strategy that I would opt for, was to get two young backs just to fill the gap, wait for roster cuts, guys on the waiver wire, and get someone. You know, I, Peter, Peterson, I know, Jacob, you wrote an article about this the other day. I don't think he's much of an upgrade over either guy. I don't think he is an upgrade. I, you know, I like P. Ryan in his second year. I think he's showed a little bit of improvement. Maybe we'll see more. I do like Kelly, too. His vision is not as good as P. Ryan's. Neither, is, neither has great vision. Kelly, he just runs straight ahead. You guys, you guys have said it. But I also think P. Ryan is better dealing with contact than P. Or, yeah, Kelly's better dealing with contact than P. Ryan. I agree. Yeah, like Kelly. 100%. Yeah, like he'll get hit in the backfield and he'll make a negative one yard, yard run, a two yard gain. And you're thinking, exactly. oh, it's a two yard gain. Like, what's Rob Kelly doing? But it's like, yeah. he's breaking tackles. You know, he's good against contact. I think, you know, neither guy is a guy you want. But at this stage of his career, Peterson, you know, I, I don't think. The, I don't think he's going to give the Redskins nearly enough value to account for the media firestorm that he's going to bring, you know. And, you know, I can't speak to his character now. I know it was a few a couple years ago, I think, what he did, you know, the illegal trouble. But I, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't assume that anything's different either. So, like, I, you know, I'm taking all of it with a grain of salt, you know, bringing that, bringing him into the locker room and stuff and, you know, just kind of taking everything into account. I am very hesitant to get excited about this, but I don't know. Can I, can I interject one thing too, Ian, about yeah. the locker room? Yeah. Um, since you brought it up, um, uh, think of how Peterson was last year when he's with the Saints in that yeah. time. And like, I believe me when I say this, I understand that Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are better than Samaj P. Ryan and Rob Kelly. <laughs> But that actually could create more problems because Peterson couldn't understand why he was getting few carries when he was uh, behind a couple of better guys on the depth chart. If we get to week one and he's on the roster and he's splitting carries with Rob Kelly and Smajay Pirine and say none of the three are doing very good, I don't know if that's going to sit well with Peterson. And, you know, he got into a screaming match with Sean Payton on the sideline last year, so... I worry a little bit about that, whether or not he'll be able to take on that role if he doesn't win the starting job and isn't getting a ton of carry. So that's just another thing to keep an eye on. I also just want to say I really liked the signing of Debbie on Smith. I really like Smith. I had him as my 10th ranked running back in 2017. 10th? Wow. So, um, Dang. I think so. He was at least 10th on my board amongst backs the Redskins should consider. I got you. Um, uh, I I did omit a couple people from that because I didn't like their fit in the scheme though. So, uh-huh. uh, but I did I did like him. Yeah, I, I live up in Michigan, so I watched him quite a bit actually. You know, he, just on you know during college football season, I he he made plays. You know, 
I, I didn't really go in depth with him, but he was always a guy who had the ball in his hands and, you know, he contributed in multiple ways. So he's definitely a guy to watch. Um, but yeah, you, you make a good point. And I was, I was going to make that point. I forgot, but you know, looking at our running back corpse, do you really like, does anyone really think that Jay Gruden is going to relinquish carries from Rob Kelly, who he loves Samaj P Ryan, who, you know, he's a second year player who, had substantial snaps last year, so he's going to get some rushes this year. Chris Thompson, you know, how is Peterson going to get the snap count that he wants in this offense? I don't well, see it. And I don't it know. With, with P. Ryan, I think you might see the snap count diminish because there's, yeah. you know, since Geis was really drafted or even before then, it was, you know, there, there's been the talk of, is Rob Kelly, even, or not Rob Kelly, is Samaj P. Ryan even going to be on this roster next year? It yeah. seems like, the coaching staff is maybe, maybe they're not all the way, but they they got one foot out of the door with Samaj Piran. So I think that if you know they go into week one and say he's you know still laboring a little bit from his ankle injury, or, or he maybe he's a hundred percent, but none of the three backs are doing good, I think you will see the heavier bulk go to Kelly and Peterson if he's on the roster over Piran, just because I I do think that there's a little bit of over Piran, which is insane to me. You first year player who in limited work last year in the sense of, you know, he didn't really become like one of the main guys till later. He got, he would have like 600 yards or, or something like that. Yeah. Six and three. yeah so, and one touchdown, and, which he blows me away. Yeah. So to have to be over him and not Rob Kelly is, is baffling to me, but that's where we are with Jay Gruden. But so that I do think that we could see the snap count from Piran diminish in Peterson's favor. Should, all three struggle and, you know, Jay Gruen's going to obviously, if, if all three are struggling and he's got to pick one to take snap carries away from, I think it's going to be P. Ryan and that's going to favor Kelly and Peterson. Now yeah. what they do with those extra reps is, is going to be what matters because you guys bring up the whole issue with the, the Saints last year. I mean, you know, we all know Mark Ryan's been in, it seems he's still in his 20s. It seems like he should be 32 by now, but <laughs> he's been in the league for a while. We know how yeah. good he is. We know that he's good out of the backfield. We know that he's good receiving. Alvin Kamara, we all saw how good he was maybe early in the season. I get while, why Peterson was a little bit frustrated because, he's an, again, an unproven rookie taking care of his way from him. But, I mean, you got to get the message at some point. If he's taking care of his way from you, what does that say about him or what does that say about you at this stage in your career? So, it will be interesting to see because Peterson said today in his press conference that he 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 does expect to become the starter. He said he wouldn't have, you know, why would I come to this and take this job if I didn't think I was going to become the starter? So it'll be interesting to see the locker room, how he's on the sideline. And, you know, even if, let's say, Rob Kelly struggles and Adrian Peterson has a good game, what's going to go, you know, for the remainder of the, the season? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see this whole running back thing pan out because, I do think Peterson has a little bit left to tank. I don't think you can give him the ball 20 times like, you know, back when he was 27, 28. But you can, he's, I think he's going to have a few games where we all go, wow, that's Adrian Peterson. We've got a few games that go, we're scratching our heads wondering why we signed the guy. So it's just going to be this whole – and it it really sucks because this whole running back thing, this is one of – going into the, the – the, after the draft going into the season, you, you see Darius Geis, everyone's excited about him. We know Samaj Piran, you know, he's got flashes. Rob Kelly is good at missing first contact. He could fall forward for a few yards, maybe be down around the end zone type guy. And and we all know Chris Thompson. And then all of a sudden we're we're, we're signing 33-year-old veterans where we don't know what's going on. Capri Bibbs and Byron Marshall might push a fourth-round pick off the roster from last year. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So 
Yeah, the way I see it panning out, and if I had to guess right now um, how the carries are going to go, obviously Chris Thompson is going to get his workload, right? He's far and away, of all the healthy running backs, he's the most talented. Um, he's not going to get a ton of you know carries compared to the other guys, but he's going to get his touches. Then uh, Kelly, um, I'd expect is going in as the number one, and I don't know how long he'll stay, but at least talking week one, you know, the last preseason game we just watched when the starters were in, you know, Alex Smith and the rest of the offense, Kelly was actually a pretty big focal point. He got a good amount of rushes. Um, uh, Smith targeted him twice. He had one drop, but it was a hard catch. And then one for like 12 yards coming across the middle. And then P. Ryan will probably be second. I don't expect him to be much lower than Kelly on the totem pole. If Kelly gets 15 carries, I'd expect P. Ryan to get 10 unless, you know, Kelly's doing really well or struggling. And then Peterson will probably just be worked in. Very often, I don't see Peterson really winning the starting job at all this season. Um, but it's just the inconsistencies that the problem, right? Like, like we said, Peterson had two like hundred yard games against the Buccaneers and a team that escapes my mind, and then he averaged two point five the rest of the year, right? Um, P. Ryan had back to back hundred yard games, and we were like, oh, okay, this is the guy we drafted in the fourth round. The four games after those back-to-back 100-yard games were 12 carries for 38 yards, 17 carries for 45 yards, 14 carries, 37, 17 for 53. So where do you get that consistency from, which is what you need in a run game? Yeah. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know what they expect to do. Um, right now, it's just kind of the cards we have to work with. Um, I do expect Alex Smith will probably be throwing a lot more than he's ever thrown in his career. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I, I feel like the acquisition of Peterson uh, kind of gives them less flexibility too because with another guy, you can kind of use your backs how you want. You can give Robert Kelly 10 carries, Sponja 8 carries or whatever. Peterson, he's expecting that starting job, and if he doesn't get it, what are the repercussions going to be? I don't know. We'll see. But the running back position, you know, obviously big headline grabber, but there's a lot more to look forward to in this Broncos matchup. Matt, we brought you on, so we'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking forward to besides the running back situation? What's kind of catching your eye in this uh, third preseason game? Josh Doxson. Josh Doxson. <laughs> I have been on this train for so long. <laughs> I was, I want, I was, he was one of the guys I wanted the Redskins to look at to draft when we got him. I was super happy. His first reception was like 55 yards against the Cowboys. Messes up his ankle, does, or his Achilles doesn't play for the rest of the season. And then, you know, last year we see, you know, catch against the Raiders, the Seahawks, catches against the Saints and the Cowboys. We're like, okay, this guy could be who we drafted. I want to see it. Um, the Broncos have Chris Harris. Bradley Roby's a good cornerback. Uh, They've got a really strong pass rush. Um, we saw Smith in his you know little sample size. Um, he looked to Doxon on third down to move the sticks. I want to see more of it. I want to see Doxon show that he's the team's number one. That is the number one person I want to see improve this upcoming year, and I think he can do it. Yeah, uh, part of that's definitely going to be Smith giving him those chances downfield too, apart from, because I, I saw it in your stat prediction article, you said that Doxon was like one of the best when it came to jump balls, and you know, that that is his bread and butter, you know, he goes up for it, he, he hits the high point, he gets where other cornerbacks can't get, so, yeah. you know, if he can stay healthy, he can be a great weapon as long as Smith gives him those chances. Uh, Nathan, we'll go to you, what are you looking forward to in preseason week three? Uh, I'm assuming that Jordan Reed's going to play a little bit this uh, this week, so I'm excited to see what he can do in some game action. I want to see the kind of chemistry him and Smith have formed over this training camp and really what he looks like with that injury because that, that, remember that foot injury, that is the same injury that Des Bryant, that kind of 
shifted his career in the direction it was. That's a hard injury to come back from, especially when you're running around making cuts, jumping, you know, jumping for balls, coming down, all that stuff. So I'm interested to see how he looks. And I want to see more of this defensive line. I mean, it was exciting to see what they did last game. They looked dominant. I want, I want to see them get after it again. I really want to see some more Allen Payne combination. I want to see if Settle's going to get some more work with, uh, you know, the twos. Maybe he's going to get some reps against ones, so that'll be exciting to see. I really, I just, I just want to see what this defensive line can do. I, I think that's going to be a big key for the season, that if they can stay healthy and, you know, have a healthy, good rotation, I think that that's going to be – that's going to take this defense to the next level and allow the linebackers to get after the quarterback, Zach Brown, to be better, the secondary to be better. So that's what I want to see. Hey, those are great points. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, so I know I'm not supposed to mention the running game, but I'm excited <laughs> to see Devion Smith. I know, I know. You're good. Um, I'll let it slide. Okay. I just <laughs> want to see if he can make a case to have a practice squad spot because I don't think he makes the roster, but we do have an opening on the practice squad, and he might be a good guy to keep on there. Um, and then elsewhere, I'm looking forward to seeing Deron Payne, too. You guys know how much I love Deron Payne. Um, <laughs> I've been on the pain train for quite some time. You're the conductor, uh, man. My Alabama dude. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he does with Jonathan Allen again. Um, I'll be watching the cornerbacks closely, too. I think we'll see some Adonis Alexander in this game. I'm, I'm not entirely certain. I know he started practicing again. Uh, but there's no real established pecking order for the guys who I'm projecting to be their top backups. It's going to be Alexander, Greg Stroman, and uh, Danny Johnson, I think. So... I'll be interested to see how those guys play together as, you know, the backup outside corners and the backup slot guys. Um, so I'll be watching that. I'll also be looking to see if Quentin Dunbar and Fabian Moreau can hang, uh, hang on to those starting roles and keep playing well. So I guess cornerback position in general, that's something I'm looking forward to seeing on Friday. Yeah. Uh, uh, tying into that, I've, all, I've got two, two position groups, both on defense, cornerback, Particularly in the slot, I'm interested to see what they do there because this is kind of your dress rehearsal where you're kind of figuring stuff out where you put the starters in for an extended period of time. You know, who are they going to have in the slot for how long? Is it going to be Fabian Moreau for like 90% of snaps or is it going to be Fabian? Is Greg Stroman going to get in there? Maybe uh, maybe even some Danny Johnson, you know. Love me some Danny Johnson. I love Danny Johnson too, man. I- I've been high on him for a while. Ball skills up the wazoo, so He's got what it takes for sure, physicality. I'm really excited to see how they use those guys in the early goings. And inside linebackers, another position I'm really looking at. It's going to be very interesting to me because you got Zach Brown, you got Mason Foster, but how is it going to happen after that? Because Sean Deion Hamilton, he's shined this preseason. Zach Vigil, he played very well down the stretch last season when he didn't have a lot of preparation. Uh, the team has been high on Josh Harvey Clemens and his potential and his progression this year, he was the first guy off the bench when Zach Brown was injured in OTAs and training camp. And then um, Marshall Spate, too. He's still there. He's he's a thumper. You know, he's still got that. Uh, he's still got that going for him. Obviously, coverage is still – he doesn't really look like he's improved there. But, you know, any of these guys, if they can stand out, the Redskins are going to keep four or five. So someone's got to go. And this, this game could be the deciding factor. And who is going to factor into those starting roles? Who's going to rotate in? to give Foster and Brown a breather. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see how that uh, pans out. Yeah, no, all that is uh, really good points. That inside linebacker position, absolutely going to be something to watch. I think the battle for that final roster spot is coming down to Vigil and Spade. 
And as you guys know, I am a big Zach Vigil fan, but I actually put Spate on my last roster projection because I think he's a better, better special teams mm-hmm. player. So as, as much as I hate to see Vigil go, and I don't like Spate in coverage or as a starter, if they keep him as a special teamer, I won't be surprised. But that position, absolutely going to be exciting to watch this Friday. Also, heads up, that's one thing I do think – I think me and Nathan have talked about this before – uh, cornerback to me is one of the Redskins' big needs. Go, just looking towards the 2019 draft, I understand it's far away, but also a big time linebacker, um, kind of to put in. Obviously, Mason Foster is a fine starter, and Zach Brown's an above average starter. But, you know, one guy left out of this draft, Roquan Smith. Um, if he fell, I definitely thought the Redskins should have thought about it. Uh, linebacker is a big thing that I think the Redskins probably will end up looking to improve next season, whether it comes to the draft or free agency. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, they probably would have considered Smith if he was available at 13. I know they passed on Edmonds for pain, but, you know, if they're looking to build a truly elite defense, adding another high-level corner or developing one and adding another high-volume tackler or linebacker, that's a recipe for success. And I think this team is well on their way to being a success, and we'll see if that carries over to the final preseason or the, the most important preseason game. The thing, yeah, this is definitely going to be a very interesting preseason game. A lot of positions with depth, uh, really good depth that, you know, position battles are still looking to get settled. So uh, we will see how it happens, how it pans out. You know, this is the week where people stand out and where people make their biggest cases. So a lot to look out for. Unfortunately, guys, we are out of time. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. A lot to talk about. As always, uh, you can join the conversation by commenting below uh, the article. I'm going to have this in the article. Uh, But in the meantime, guys, just have a good night. Peace out. We'll have another podcast out for you shortly after the game. Thanks for listening.